MMA Saga Live, we're back. Uh, welcome. Enjoy. Dan Rose and I live for your viewing pleasure this week. We got something a little bit different for you guys. Uh, we're going to go over our pound for pound rankings. It is such a muddle and a mess when it comes to pound for pound rankings. People hate them. People love them. People complain about them. People disagree with them. We all know that no one ever loves pound for pound rankings. Well, guess what? We're going to give you ours because we feel like we fucking want to. Dan, before we get into that, how the hell are you, man? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? It's a beautiful day here. Sun shining. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Uh, last night I went for Cairo. My back is bruised and a bloody mess. It's literally red all the way down. I got cuffing and scraping and the whole shebang. I feel like a million bucks today because I did Cairo last night, left there at 8.45, and then this morning I went for a massage. So I'm like beaten up all over the place, but my back and my shoulder are feeling pretty pretty loose. Nothing wrong with that, buddy. <laughs> so as I said, this week we're going to be doing our uh, MMA Suck Alive pound for pound rankings. I figure before we get into that, we might as well talk this weekend's fight card a little bit. UFC Vegas 20, I believe it's called. I mean, yes. who the heck knows? Like, every single week we get something different. This week we have, uh, who the heck do we have? We have heavyweights, light heavyweights? Heavyweights. Heavyweights. Uh, we Jarzino, have. Uh, Rose, Jarzino Rogan against Cyril Gain. Gane Gain however you want to say it, but a great heavyweight matchup uh, with two guys that could be knocking on the door. I mean, heavyweight division, we had a cool article go up earlier this week about how it's going to be a stalemate uh, in terms of basically the top three with John Jones coming in and then Stipe Miocic and, and those guys at the top. But these two guys are heavy hitters. They swing yeah. for the fences, and, and we could see one of these guys – making a name for himself after this fight. Uh, let's just talk the main event, man. Uh, how do you see this one going down? I honestly don't know. Um, I think technically uh, Ciro Gagne is the better striker and everything else, but, man, I've seen Rosa Truth land some punches that have just, like, destroyed people. So for me, it's whoever gets in range first and whoever lands the first compelling shot of the fight wins. Um, it's a total coin flip for me. I think that if forced, I would say Cyril probably wins the fight, but it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me at all to see him get knocked out. Really, 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 it's heavyweights, so it, 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 it's anyone's it's anyone's battle. You never know what's going to happen with heavyweights, as as we've always said before. Uh, as you said, the guy is is obviously Cyril is obviously the the crisper striker and and the more technically sound guy we've seen mm -hmm. Rosenstruck just throw bombs though and uh, yeah I, I agree with you as we said as you said uh whoever lands first is, is probably going to win this fight and, and yeah not, I, I not lands the jab like like we've seen in yeah. the past but I believe whoever lands the big crisp shot it, it will finish this fight I think the fight is set up if uh, Cyril fights a smart fight I think that he can win because I don't see uh, necessarily Rosenstruck being a guy that wants to go five rounds, 25 minutes. No, not at all. I, I so. completely agree with that. Uh, the next fight, the co-main event, Nikita Krylov 
against Magomed Ankalev. This one is is an interesting matchup. You know, Krilov Krilov got cut from the UFC at one point randomly yes. out of nowhere, and then uh, made his way back. The guy was was. I thought he was like a prospect when the UFC cut him. I was so shocked by that cut, to be honest with you, um, because he he's very marketable for one, and I feel like he's got crisp striking. He's a good offensive fighter, but then he's put up against Ankalaev, and uh, I just don't know, man. I know he's the and Krylov is the underdog coming into this fight because typically they give these these guys that come from the Dagestan background, the, the favorite on these fight cards. Um, yes. it's, I, I believe this fight is a really tough fight to, to call. Yeah, it is a tough fight to call. I, I'm, it's just, again, styles make fights. And at the end of the day, it's, it, it's going to be the fighter who can more readily, uh, apply their style. I think that, uh, uh, Krylov has a lot of ways to win. Um, he's looked good versus Johnny Walker, Ovin St. Prue. He went the distance with, uh, oh gosh, help me out, uh, 205 killing machine lately. Frank uh, with Chuck Liddell back in the day. Um, Brazilian, help me out. Let me, let me look it up. While you keep talking. Okay. Well, I think that, you know, like I said, though, who fought to a uh, a decision, and it's it's a good fight. I, I think that. Oh, you mean Glover Teixeira? Yeah, Glover Teixeira. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I think that now going the distance with uh, Glover Teixeira is is a pretty uh, pretty good target. That and it's not something that's easy to do. That said, when you look at uh, Magomed, I mean, he's got a couple wins over Kudab. Uh, Lava. Um, I have seen him fight as high level guys. So for that reason, and probably that reason alone, I would probably lean towards Nikita Krylov's fight. Really, I think I think the way this fight goes down, despite it being a tough one to call, because if if Krylov lands and and he's very good from a distance, he uses his reach very well. Uh, his jab is crisp. But I think Ankalev is going to be able to close the distance and sort of keep this one on the ground, make it a stalemate. That's the way yeah. I see this fight going down. He's going to grind himself out a decision. I'm not sure whether you want to talk the next fight. Women's flyweight, Montana De La Rosa against Myra Bueno Silva. If not, we can pass that one up to talk what could be the fight of the night. Let's talk about Jimmy Rivera and Pedro Munoz. <laughs> you knew exactly what I was talking about because that fight. Yeah, that's a, very, that's a special very, fight. Oh man, this fight is very, very special. I think that uh, either one of these guys could win. Both guys are veterans inside the cage. Uh, both guys know how to fight. The average fight times are not super long. Eight minutes, 46 seconds, 11 minutes, 54 seconds. Knockdown average, just under one. Uh, significant strikes landed per minute. Five for Pedro Munoz and 4.1 for Jimmy Rivera. Like. These guys are so equal, and this matchup is so, so well made that I think that we've got easily a fight of the night on our hands. And if this one isn't fight of the night, then the one below this one could be, and then the one below this one could be. This fight card is a very fun fight card that they've matched up. Um, 
many, many obviously casual fans might not think so, but I see this fight being fireworks, and, and I don't want to say who I think will win, but I flip a coin, I guess, and I think Jimmy Rivera takes this one. I think he actually might even get the knockout. Yeah, it, it, if I'm wrong, but is uh, Pedro Munoz going to wait for this fight? I don't know. Is he a bantamweight fighting at featherweight in this one? He very well could be. Uh, no, this is a bantamweight fight. Oh, it is a bantamweight fight. Yeah. So does that mean Jimmy Rivera's going down, obviously? Uh, very well could be. Let's look. Wow, that's interesting. Oh, no. Uh, I guess his last fight... Wow, that's weird, because... They only have Jimmy Rivera's fight against Cody Stamen as a featherweight fight. The rest of them are all bantamweight fights. Okay, so he went up for the Cody Stamen fight. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. I think that this is the fight of the night for sure. He's, um, a, big, he's a big, big bantamweight too, man. He is. That's why I was wondering because uh, he is a very big bantamweight. Yeah. It's, I think this is a I'm going to go with the Jimmy Rivera side of the do I believe. But uh, it's I, I'm, I'm not going to put any money on this fight. I'm not going to do anything. I just want to watch it as a fan. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm, I'm super excited about it. I like Jimmy Rivera, but Pedro Munoz is a stud too. For sure. We got a couple comments here. We got two gents saying howdy and good stuff. Gents, Gord McDonald over on Facebook. Saying howdy, what's up, Gord? And uh, Fight League Atlanta, Atlantic, not Atlanta, Fight League Atlantic, which is a Canadian promotion out in the East Coast. Good stuff, gents, over on YouTube. Thanks a lot, fellas, for checking us out. As I said, this fight card, absolutely stacked. If that fight wasn't fight of the night, the next one down very well could be. And I will say, <laughs> for some odd reason, my my fight card is not loading for me here but here we go are you are you referring to angela hill and ashley yoder i am actually i'm a huge angela hill fan and i picked her in my last one standing uh pick which could go to bite me in the ass uh but i think you're I safe figured, i figured a lot of people might not pick her and uh could go against the dogs last week i might add we lost 55 guys in last one standing this and you guy. One of them, huh? <laughs> that was crazy. Needless yeah. to say, we haven't talked about that fight, uh, but I'm sure every single person that is watching this or listening to this has seen Derek Lewis's knockout of Curtis Blades. Insane. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Yeah, we don't. I feel that. a little bit sorry for Derek Lewis because, like you said earlier, the heavyweight division is going to be in a log jam for a while. You got. Um, Stipe Miocic is taking on Francis and Ganu. And then you got Derek Lewis there. You have John Jones, and you know that Dana White's going to give John Jones a title fight or an eliminate title eliminator in his first fight up. I mean, then you got the guys like Cyril Gagne and these guys. It could be, we could be looking at 2021 to 2022 before some of these guys can get a shot at the title. Late 2021, because we're in 2021. Right, so yeah, we are, I mean, we? no, we're in 2020. Are we? 
Oh, no, we're 2021. So I'm talking about, yeah, late 2021, 2022 before, you know, these guys could yeah. potentially get in the octagon with the champion, exactly. whoever it is. 100%. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I th- I know they say, obviously, they got to give John Jones the title shot right off the hop. But Derek Lewis, John Jones, man. Yeah, I would watch that. If Derek Lewis lands a punch against John Jones, we've seen Jones get hit hard at light heavyweight, but at heavyweight, my God, yeah. it's a whole different ball game, man. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Then you got young guys that are coming up that are uh, looking really good. Tom Aspinall looked really good last week. Uh, it's, yep. just, it's just, it's, I like it because it's a good problem to have. Having talented fighters at the top of the division is, is nice. But if you're one of those guys trying to get a title shot, it might not be as, as good. True. 100% true. Um, yeah, as I said, obviously, Angela Hill is my pick. Again, I think she dominates. I think, I think she, she beat yeah. Joder. In fact, I think she won her last fight. It was a shit decision, but... Needless Agreed. to say, I'm a Michelle Waterson fan, but still, I believe Angela Hill won that fight. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I thought she won that fight as well. Kicking off the main card, Alex Caceres against Kevin Kroom. Another fun fight. Caceres has, has looked good as of late, man. I mean, his record, both, really these guys record, both these guys' records, to be honest with you, are not the greatest. 17-12 and one no contest for Caceres. 21-12. And one no contest for Kroom. So, like, very equal. Five more fights for Kroom, but, or four more fights for Kroom. Yeah. These guys both know how to fight. These guys are both on winning streaks. Uh, Caceres looks to, like, he's on the longest winning streak of his career. Uh, I broke this fight down a little bit. I believe we could have a fun ass grappling fight on our hands in this one. They're going to look to play. Pitter patter on the feet. None of them. Neither of these guys throw huge bombs. But yeah, great on the ground. So I think we could see a, a, an awesome grappling fight between these two. Yeah, I I agree completely. I think it's going to be a there'll be a lot of fun scrambles and exchanges on the ground, and it's tough to pick a winner in this one. They're both pretty pretty even keel. I think that uh, if forced, you know, I would say Alex Caceres is probably the favorite in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, again, this is just another fight that, as a fan, I'm excited to see happen. One hundred percent. All right, so I'm going to share the screen. We're going to go over our pound for pound rankings. Do we start do from it. number one, or do we move down to number ten? Oh no, start at ten, buddy. Okay, well, let's go. Down lead. Let's go down to the bottom. We got obviously it's going to show a couple because. Uh, screen's not that big so i'm gonna share my screen here we're gonna go to the chrome tab we're gonna go pound for pound rankings and there she is folks the mma sucker pound for pound rankings number 10 we got peter yan now this guy as everybody knows is a killer he's beaten uriah faber he's beaten john dodson he's beat jose aldo He's the bantamweight champion, currently set to face Aljamain Sterling. Sterling obviously believes he's going to be able to beat him. But who the heck knows? Because this guy has obliterated every single person he's fought. We throw him down at number 10 because he hasn't proved his worth as a champion necessarily. But he is a pound-for-pound killer. 
So uh, that's why I ranked him at 10. What about you, Dan? Yeah. I, I feel the same way. And like I, I said that I think that if he beats Aljamain Sterling, it goes a long way into uh, not only solidifying his place on the pound-for-pound pound list, but moving on the list. Definitely. Number nine, Max Holloway. Uh, he's not... He's not a title holder right now, but uh, he's had some notable victories under his belt. Uh, oh yeah, he's he's also he also looked like he beat Alex Volkanovski in their last bout, the rematch. Uh, a lot of people actually thought he did win that fight. I thought he won that fight. I, I did as well. He's beaten the likes of Jose Aldo, Frankie Edgar. He beat up Brian Ortega. He beat up Anthony Pettis, and yeah. that fight against Calvin Cater in the last fight that he had was nothing short of excellent. Probably one of the greatest fights of all time. He is our number one nine pound for pound fighter. Uh, Dan, thoughts on Max Holloway, man? Love him. I mean, the guy's probably one of my top five favorite fighters on earth. I love how the way he fights. His output in the uh, Calvin Qatar fight was ridiculous. And I like him outside of the cage. And for me, that's a big part of it. I have to be emotionally interested in these guys to really care. And that's, you know, like you look at Peter Yan, absolutely stellar fighter. But I'm not really all that interested in him. You know what I mean? No. I look at someone. We don't, we don't know him outside the cage, man. We don't know anything about that. No. Really. And that's, that's, I think, the UFC needs to do some things to let us have insight into who some of these fighters are outside of the cage. And I think that's something that they could certainly do a better job with and yeah and not even just like social media they have a giant youtube channel that they could utilize very well uh, yeah creating creating documentaries like espn has done for their boxers and and whatnot and showtime has done the same thing showtime has amazing you know primetime series back in the mm -hmm. day for their for their boxing events I, yeah don't get me wrong I'd love to see Dana White sweet in Dubai for the fifth time next time. But uh, that time could be better spent uh, getting fighters uh, publicity and getting fans more involved in their, in their lives and their careers. And that's, how you build, that's how you build a fighter. That's how you sell pay-per-views at the end of the day. I, I, I completely agree. I love the Countdown series. I, yes. I, I think they're brilliant. But I think we need to not just focus on those guys. I think bringing mini documentaries out there for the rest of the world to see, even with non-champions, let people know who your fighters are. Absolutely. Give people a vested interest. I, I see on your you know your your top guys you want to do that, and with your up and coming guys you know like Shane Burgos those those type of guys. The guys you know those are the just, those are the guys that you're gonna hear awesome stories from. Yep, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I got off on a little bit of a tangent. We can That's okay. get back to this. Moving up to number eight, John Jones. Uh, many people may disagree with this. Many people may agree with this. Uh, where he's at in the list, whether he belongs on the list. I, the guy obviously belongs on the list as a pound for pound. Great. He's beaten the who's who of the light heavyweight division. He's now moving up to heavyweight. Uh, yes, he's had shit problems outside the octagon, but I believe, in my honest opinion, nothing outside the cage 
should result to what your in-cage ability has done. I don't think that that should harm your pound-for-pound pound ranking mm. at all. Uh, it, it, it harmed, it tarnishes. So what I, what I believe in that statement is your outside the cage antics tarnish your overall legacy because that's who you are as a person. Pound for pound rankings are about who you've beaten inside the cage and who you can beat inside the cage. John Jones hasn't beaten the demons outside the cage, but he's sure as hell beaten those guys inside the cage. Yeah, but when you test positive for steroids, that, in my opinion, affects your in the cage abilities and 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 i look at that a little bit different now, if john jones wants to go do cocaine go to a strip club and speed in his car i don't care go live your best life john jones that's not going to affect how i rank him in the pound for pound but if you get if he pops for steroids and wins a fight that to me is a little bit of a different situation and uh, he's and that, and, and that could be people you know people disagreeing on that and whatnot would vary the the ranking position because I know a lot of people still have him in their top three. I'll tell you this much. Regardless of his out of the ring antics, if he goes to heavyweight and beats a Derek Lewis or Francis Ngannou or Stipe Miocic, he will be in my top three again. Um, his last few performances haven't been great. No. And, and that's why, in my opinion, he's ranked pretty fairly here. I agree. I agree completely. Number seven, the aforementioned, as we said, he fought Max Holloway to a decision. Tough call. Alexander Volkanovsky sitting at number seven. How could we rank him any lower than that? The guy has looked unbeatable. In fact, he has been unbeatable since 2013. Amazing UFC run. He's defeated Max Holloway twice. He be, beat Jose Aldo, and he defeated Chad Mendes. He's a beast with the leg kicks. We saw how big he was previously to getting inside the octagon. Drops down and is a beast. At Absolute beast. Yeah, scary, scary, scary individual. He's huge for the weight class, too. I mean, like, I don't see anyone beating this guy anytime soon. Uh, as you said, though, we've seen Max Holloway take him to the decision, and it could have gone either way. Yeah. Uh, I believe that if this fight happens again, Volkanovski will have done his homework a little better. Uh, the guy's the guy's going to be tough to beat. I don't know, man. You look at what Max did his last fight. It's uh, I, th I almost think that if they fought again, I, I would make Max the favorite. I think he won the last fight, and what he did with Calvin in there was ridiculous. But yeah, you got to give Volkanovski his his due, his credit. He, he's the champion. You know, people can say it's the same thing as John Jones in some in some ways. You can say that he didn't look good. He shouldn't have won that fight. But at the end of the day, he got his right. and so did Volkanovski. And he beat he's beat Max twice. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I'd like to see him guys like uh, Brian Ortega and some other guys at 145. But at this point, you got to give the you got to give him his credit. He's a wrecking machine, and uh, he's a pound for pound guy for sure. Moving on up, a guy who is a wrecking machine, Davison Figueredo. Uh, another guy who had a very tough, tough last fight. Uh, arguably, a lot of people again. Thought he lost that last fight against Brandon Moreno. 
a deadly performance by both fighters. Uh, either one could have picked up the victory, but it wound up being a draw. And uh, again, one of the best fights of the year. Uh, he's beaten back-to-back -back victories over Joseph Benavidez. Uh, he beat Alex Perez in the first round of their fight. And then this fight against Brandon Moreno. How could we not give him a spot on this top 10 pound for pound list? Because the guy is a killer. He can take punishment. Brandon Moreno hit him with everything but the kitchen sink. And, and he kept coming forward. Uh, Davison Figueredo is our number six pound for pound fighter. Absolutely. Love the guy. Love his style. Love the way he fights. I actually thought he beat Brandon Moreno in that last fight, but it was super close. Um, anytime that uh, Figueredo is going to fight, I'm going to watch. I, I love to watch the guy fight. Moving on up, number five. The lone female on the list, Amanda Nunez. How could she not be another one of those ones where a two-division champion can't discredit her from the lists? She's at number five. She could be higher uh, because of what she's done. She's beaten the who's who of women women's MMA, uh, including Valentina Shevchenko twice, Misha Tate, dispatched Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm, Jermaine Durandamy, and my goodness, she beat the hell out of Chris Cyborg. Again, the who's who of the women's division. Amanda Nunez is a true specimen. She's ridiculous. I think it's hard for me to not consider her the best fighter in the plant on the planet right now. Um, but my goodness, when you you just read those names and the people that she's beat, she's beaten every other champion that was ever a champion, you know. Yeah. And she stops them. <laughs> she beat the hell out of Chris Cyborg. She smashed Ronda Rousey. She smashed Misha Tate. She beat Holly Holm. I mean, what, what more can you ask for from a fighter than to beat not just everybody that they're fighting, but stopping former champions and perennial, you know, favorites? Yeah. She's yeah. she's out of this world. I love watching her fight. And uh, I I would rank her on this list even higher, but... You know, it is what it is, and we'll see what she does in her next fight. It's tough to rank her higher when you see the people above her. We're moving on up to number four. Yes. Number four, we got Dustin Poirier. This guy has turned his life around. He's changed as a fighter uh, since losing uh, to Khabib Nurmagomedov four years ago. He beat conor mcgregor in decisive fashion making him the star that he is we put him at number four which many people may disagree with i mean he's not a champion but he is sort of a champion if you if you want to look at it that way i truly yeah. believe he deserves to hold the belt um but dustin poirier number four can't argue with it at all he is he is as complete a martial artist as there is out there right now and uh, I love the, the fact that just through hard work and determination. And I, I would rank I, I would where he should be, and I have nothing but respect and admiration for him. Number three, Israel Adesanya. Izzy, the man, is unbeaten, undefeated, beaten the who's who. Again, another guy who's beaten the who's who of his division made that transition from kickboxing to MMA, and then has beat the crap out of everybody he's fought. His most recent outing, UFC 253, 
absolutely destroyed Paulo Costa. Everyone thought that Costa yeah. was going to come in there, beat the crap out of Adesanya because he's a wrecking machine and he looks juiced to the gills. Uh, but Adesanya showed exactly why he is the best man in that division. He's now moving on up, and he's going to face Jan Blahovic in his next fight at light heavyweight. We will see if this man can become a two-division champion. That could arguably move him up this list a little bit more, but Izzy is a beast in his division. We'll see what he's like at 185. We have him ranked at number three. Yeah, he's a he's an unbelievably talented athletic fighter. Um, fun to watch. Um, I mean, until he loses a fight, how can you discredit what he does in the cage? Absolutely. All right. Top two. Number two. We've got Kamaru Usman. And uh, if you didn't see his performance in his last fight, he showed that he could get taken to the den, beat up a little bit, withstand it, and then do what he had to do to change things and turn things around, turn the tables, beat up Gilbert Burns, earning a second round TKO at UFC 258. This guy is on another level. He's an 18 and one fighter. He's been undefeated since he stood in front of you guys in the UFC octagon. The guy is an absolute beast. I, I, as I said before, I did consider him a boring fighter in the past. Um, but this guy, you better not have that come out of your mouth during his next fight because this guy is far from boring. He could arguably be the number one pound for pound for pound fighter in the coming months. Yes. Uh, well, after his next fight or the fight after that. But this guy is a true, true special fighter. Yeah, I think that uh, if, if I were going to do the top rankings now, I would probably have Kamaru Usman at number one. Simply because, in my mind, Khabib Nurmagomedov is retired. And hey, I think that hey. I just give away the lead. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, Kamar Usman's a different animal. He's he's become a much more complete fighter than he was when you thought he was more boring. Um, I remember him back on the uh, Ultimate Fighter with the American top team in the in the Black Zillions. Zillions, yeah. Which I thought was a cool season, by the way. It was but uh, yeah, he's he's outstanding. He's so so dangerous and so talented. That yeah, division sure. is just a viper's pit too. So yeah, there's a lot of plenty of opportunity to flex and at welterweight, and he's he you know has given some uh, indication that he might have interests in the middleweight division too. So. Especially with Izzy moving up, it could be very, very interesting. Yeah, things are going to get crazy. Numero uno, as you mentioned. Khabib I Nurmagomedov. Blew that one. <laughs> it's all good. Khabib Nurmagomedov, how could we not have him at number one? I mean, many people say he's retired. In fact, he laid down his gloves after his last fight, the victory against Justin Gaethje at UFC 254. The only person who doesn't believe he's retired is Dana White, and that's just because I, he doesn't I want to. Yes, I agree with that, but I don't know. I th I, can't, I think until they give the belt to someone else, he's got to stay on this list. I agree. Until Dana White begrudgingly hands the belt to whatever. Exactly. So until you know. that day happens, he's got to be number one. The guy is 29-0. and 0. He's beaten everybody 
literally, that has stood in front of him. And not just shitty guys, the who's who in the UFC lightweight division. He's beaten everybody, and he's done it decisively. Yeah, he's not just out there eking out victories either. He's controlling people. Exactly. And a lot of people, you know, they talk lay and pray, uh, guys laying on top of other guys to get victories. Well, he utilizes his wrestling, takes it to the mat, and beats the living hell out of you. So, Khabib Nurmagomedov is our number one for our MMA Suck Alive pound for pound rankings. Let us know what you think of our top 10 list. Uh, there's a comment section on the post. You can type it in the YouTube channel. You can type it on our Twitter. You can tell us anywhere you goddamn well please. But that's our top 10 list for February. Could change at the end of this month. We'll have a new one up each and every month. That's MMA Suck Alive's pound for pound list for February. It's got a cool little table up at the top. And we've got rankings up in the menu. If you click them, boom, takes you over. UFC rankings. And we got a whole bunch of different little little rankings lists. Indeed we do. So check it out. That does it. We are not sharing that screen anymore. Uh, we've killed your ears and your faces and your viewing pleasure for 33 minutes. Uh, not much else to talk about on this episode. We talked about the upcoming fight card. Talked about our pound for pound rankings. Not a heck of a lot of news for the week other than Tiger Woods, which is not MMA. Feel sorry for the guy. Flipped his car. Uh, I don't know if he'll ever be the same, but sad occasion for Mr. Woods. Uh, I talked about my chiropractor. Dan, you got anything else going on? Uh, there's one thing I want to talk about real quick, and I want everybody out there to uh, pay close attention to the MMA Sucker Twitter page this week. We are going to have some contests going on. Um, and if you want to share the screen one more time just for a second, bring up the store. Yeah, I will. And uh, we're going to give away some t-shirts, and we're going to give away some, some sweatshirts maybe this week. Basically, we'll have more information on that um, this after this UFC event and starting on Monday. But we're going to try to have uh, some people ask us some questions in our our MMA Sucker Live show. And the people that get their questions selected are going to get some good gear. So... This is the store, guys. We've we've created a store where it's got a bunch of goodies. It's uh, teespring.com slash stores slash MMA Sucka. Uh, we got t-shirts. We got long sleeves. We got fanny packs. We got mugs. The mug is really cool, actually. I dig the, the mug. The mug is cool. So is the joggers. The joggers. We got the mask out there for your COVID there's needs. Stuff. There's a zippered tee. There's a towel. There's pillows. These joggers over here are probably my favorite thing on the site. Mine too. With the logo going down. Super cool. So yeah, keep it locked to the MMA Sucka Facebook page, Twitter, everything else. We're gonna Instagram, everything. We're gonna have some contests on our social media and give away some good gear. You'll have it before a lot of other people do. So uh Jonathan Butterfield, good job, guys. Thanks a lot, buddy. I appreciate Thanks. you checking us out. Again, keep it locked next week throughout the the coming week we'll be live again likely next wednesday around the same time four o'clock so keep it locked four o'clock wednesday check out our twitter on the coming days and uh that's where the contest details will be released with that make sure you check out mmasucka.com give us a like subscribe on the youtube channel and on all social media platforms with that 
I'm Jeremy Brand. He is Dan Rose. We are out.